Wahed helps you become a halal investor in minutes. Clients from over 40 states have already started their journey with us. Here's how it works. First, we ask you eight simple questions to recommend a portfolio based on your risk profile. You then select your portfolio and simply sign up online. Your account can be approved in seconds. After you fund your account, we'll place the trades for you. All you have to do then is sit back and monitor your performance. It actually is that easy. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to another TMV podcast brought to you by the Muslim Vibe, sponsored as always by Wahid Invest and for this marriage season as well, Muzmatch. I'm joined today by Abbas Marani. Salam Abbas. Alaikum salam. Thank you very much for, for joining us this week. Um, basically, uh, just I guess a quick background into yourself. So you're an author, you've given seminars and workshops globally. Um, and you're also a, you, you've got a coaching certification in relationships. Um, can you tell me a bit more about the books that you've written and the seminars and what kinds of things that you do? Okay, so a, a lot of the work I do is with my wife, Shaheen. Uh, so even the book, a lot of most of it was her hard work and diligence, etc., etc. And over the last 10 years, her and I uh, tend to co-present or co-facilitate workshops on various uh, uh, areas. So it's spouse selection, and then it moves on to early marriage. Mm -hmm. She's got a, a certification. She's an instructor uh, for Hand in Hand, which is specifically zero to seven-year-old children, yeah. even zero to 10. So she does a lot of work with mums and dads on that area of early parenting. Uh, I've got something on teen parenting. I've got a certification on that. So I I concentrate on teen parenting. She does early parenting. Yeah. We still do a lot of our work together. We also do a, a workshop for in-laws. For in-laws? Yeah, so Shine and I will play the couple. Yeah. So even recently when we did one in Kenya, uh, we had about 60 people in total, 30 gents, 30 ladies, but mm -hmm. we played the couple. Yeah. And we were trying to get our parents to come into our shoes and understand what we require, what we need yeah. from our, our parents during our our uh, relationship as a couple so it's interesting actually because obviously as you know i attended um one of your marriage courses many years ago um just before getting married are you still married i am still so married you've done you've done well um but no th there's <laughs> there's there's things from from that day from that evening that we, we spent um going through various exercises that i remember till now so vividly like i just to kind of i guess so people can also know what kinds of things that you do there was one exercise where we had uh, Lego bricks. We had the same um, bricks and different shapes and whatever. And we were sat back to back, me and my wife. And uh, we had to, so I had to describe to her what I was doing and obviously be as clear as possible. And she would just have to mimic the same stuff that I'm doing without seeing what I'm doing. And whilst her instructions were naturally awful, so I, I had no hope on that side, I thought I was being crystal clear as to exactly what I was doing, how it looked, and I expected that, you know, I would have won that um, challenge. But I turned around uh, and when we compared, like, it was completely off. And and you realize, like, with, with little things like that, as I said, it stuck with me for like five, almost six years now. Because it was such a vivid kind of uh, realization that whilst you think you're communicating so effectively, the other side doesn't understand or comprehend yeah. at all. And there was another thing about um, things like love languages. So... There, there was a, a questionnaire that, that you made us kind of fill out and at the end of it you understand what kind of a person you are and how um, 
what kinds of affection you, you want to kind of give and receive fr- from your partner. So uh, my wife, for example, likes gifts, like physical gifts, whereas I don't. And and that's something that, again, she holds, well, I guess I thank you for this, well, she holds it against me uh, till today that, you know, she's like, oh, remember in that, in that marriage uh, seminar that we did? Um, but it, it's good because it, it kind of, you know, very early on we were able to identify things within our relationship that were going to be, they're almost like red flags that we need to be aware of. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, no, no relationship is perfect and something that we're constantly working on. But I guess I, I never probably thank you, thanked you for this. So thank you um, and, and to Shaheen as well. Because it, and just, the team, if you remember, there's a lot of us now that... There, uh, yeah, and, and uh, it's it's. Um, I think it's something that I would definitely recommend people do before getting married because it opens your eyes to a lot of things, and it's it's good to see that you've started doing things for for later on and and, and the later development. Because as you mentioned, you have um, newlyweds, and then when you're having a baby, and then when you've got a toddler, and then a teen, and all of that, and like we kind of forget at some point, we think, oh yeah, you've got a kid now, you're sorted. But yeah. that's where a lot of the the struggle comes in. Um, so we wanted to talk today uh, a bit morbidly, but I think it's important to understand from your experiences why marriages fail. Um, I think, you know, divorce rates are, are ever growing and, and, and it's, it's a problem within the Muslim community externally as well. And I think obviously you, you've had sort of um, exposure and access to a lot of relationships and you've helped counsel people and talk through them. And I'm sure a lot of people do contact you constantly because they know you you know, are experienced in this space. So do you have any insight on, on what you've identified as the top reasons, reasons why marriages fail? So, the, so even the, this work with the topic we're going to talk about just now, over the last 10 years when we've been delivering these workshops, this subject has also evolved a lot. Mm. So we've only recently realized over the last couple of years that what we were doing at the workshops was still very surface level. And now we're going a lot deeper into what is the causes or what are the root causes of marriage breakdowns, which is what we now concentrate on. So the, the reasons for marriage breakups, so let's just explore some. So there's one, one of them would be having an affair. Okay, what would be another one? Uh, domestic abuse, violence, yeah. uh, financial pressures, uh, financial issues. In-laws. In, interference from in-laws. So interference is one. So in-laws, interference from friends, interference, social media, but primarily, yeah, it's your in-laws. Uh, what else is it? Being distracted, being on your phone too much, that kind of thing. Yeah, so that's or is that all external. Yeah, that's experience? influence that's coming from, yeah. and then the feelings it generates yeah, when yeah. you look at a Facebook post or you're always online, mm. and how that impacts your mood, your yeah. feelings, and then that impacts the relationship. So that's on the interference, but the main one still that comes up is interference from parents. Okay, parents or friends. Uh, the other one that is uh, emotional health, that's becoming a huge issue now. Mm. Like people suffering from anxiety, from depression. Can I ask just quickly on that one? With regards to um, things like anxiety and depression, obviously they've become a lot more popular in terms of uh, at government level trying to deal with these things. But also, you know, in social media, there's a lot more discussion around yeah. this. From your experience, is it a growing problem or is it just that we've we've started to identify it a lot more and a lot earlier? Okay, so this is very interesting. Even to every, every now and again, I'll meet young couples looking for their spouses. And I'm finding a lot, un, without realizing, a lot of younger people are already on anxiety pills. 
Really? Yeah. So the midlife crisis, I think there's a new crisis that has happened or tends to happen is a young life crisis mm-hmm. where a lot of youngsters, and I can relate to this. I grew up and I remember how tough it is growing up when you're searching for your identity, when you're searching for what to do with your life. Uh, we're always searching for more meaning now, uh, as opposed to just a career has to mean something to us. So a lot of these all emotional uh, issues. Yeah. And so, for example, if a man's not grounded in his career, that causes a lot of anguish in a relationship because he's always searching. If he's always searching, he's not at peace. And if he's not at peace, he's not going to be at peace in marriage. So that's just one. So we'll come to, we'll come to this uh, uh, anxiety. And, but that's another cause. Mental health is a cause. Physical health is another cause. So unfortunately, uh, I know there have been instances where marriages have broken down because they couldn't consummate a marriage. So that's physical health, where Relate has now psychosexual therapy because the couples didn't know who to talk to, and ideally that should be your best man or your bridesmaid. Relate has like a 99% success rate Mm. uh, in ensuring that marriages don't break down because the consummation can't happen. So that's another cause of marriage. Sorry, I'm going to keep cutting you up if you don't mind, but uh, you mentioned Relate and obviously the services they provide, but you said that that should be something that's done by your best man or bridesmaid. But if if they don't, or if they haven't experienced those issues, how would they know? Yes. Or how would they know to even signpost to someone like Relate? So that's what I mean. A lot of people don't even turn to their bridesmaid or best man. Yeah. The first person you should always pick up a phone to yeah. is that bridesmaid. But isn't that person always too close to be able to confide in? Uh, Do you know what I mean? It's a bit awkward. But then you've got to... Inevitably, in everything, if you're in, when you're in your career, you always have people to turn to. Mm. Uh, and likewise, you've got to have two or three people you can turn to as your best man. It's not one person, but best man. Network. In a, yeah, exactly, in a broad. So if you have an issue and you say, look, I need to speak to Abbas, I need to speak to this, I need to speak to that. It's not that you're going to open up completely and say, look, this is an issue. Is there any way you can, if you come across this, is there any way you can point me into the right direction yeah and this is precisely what we did we're not counselors by profession we never tend to counsel one-on-one but we know exactly there's a whole team of muslim counselors actually and psychotherapists that i'm lucky to be a part of yeah uh, in fact sheikh shumali nurtures us and he gives amazing talks on a monthly basis where we all meet as counselors and psychotherapists so so is this stuff relatively new from from your perspective from the counselor's perspective or is it something that's always been there but just it's becoming more necessary and, and more uh, what these issues yeah so no, but i'm saying has there always been the infrastructure from no it's being developed it's being developed yeah right? over the last five years there's a lot of key people in this field i've seen that be activated and then networking and bringing people together around the table mm-hmm. uh, and they're doing some really good work yeah some really good strong counselors that we have in our community all right, so, so going back to... Uh, yeah. I, ho- I hope you can keep track of where we are yeah, in the yeah. conversation. So I think where, where I started this conversation, initially, yeah. it, at these workshops, we just used to discuss it. That's it. Cause of marriage breakups, uh, A, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. Okay, there would be eight or ten, and we've discussed a few. Oh, the other one is incompatibility. The, gen- the meaning that we were just two different people, or we can't. Yeah. Okay, so that's another one. What we now tend to discuss, what are the root causes? So if that's a tree, and that's each branch is a cause of the breakup, mm. I think what we've realized is there seems to be common roots that causes each of these issues. Okay. I think that's the one that 
so I think we've come up with four routes. All right. Of, and are these something that you've developed? Yeah, we've developed and every time we've uh, spoken to or we've heard a, a breakup happen or we've explored... You can identify it or compartmentalize it. Yeah, and, and when I bounce it back to them, they'll say it's either one of these four. Wow. Okay. Are you going to share those four? Yeah. Minutes? So four. This is what I think the four are, and uh, it'd be interesting to see if people agree, disagree, add more, subtract, whatever. Yeah. So I think the first one I'll go with is baggage. Uh, the amount of baggage we bring into marriage. So interestingly, when we do this in a workshop, the way I pictorially or we pictorially depict this is to demonstrate that in the twenty-four years or twenty-three years when I was single, and Shine was single. During that period, we were picking up a lot of baggage. I was picking up my baggage, Shine was picking up her baggage. So what does baggage mean? Baggage means the things we saw in our lives, i.e. the relationship I may have seen between my mom and dad, the relationship I have or have had with my, my parents and how that impacts, the decisions I made in my life, the grades I got in my O-levels, A-levels, some of the big decisions I made in my life. Uh, so, for example, I had a broken engagement. That's a baggage I picked up. I didn't do so well in my A-levels. That's another baggage I picked up. I wanted to do something else in my life. I had to change course. So that's another because these all have impact in our life. I had a, quite a very significant knee injury. And I used to play a lot of sport. So, you know, that. So you see what I'm trying to say by baggage. Uh, I have six siblings. So the relationship between my own siblings, good and the bad, these are things that I carry with me. Likewise, Shine has come up with her own baggage. So what happens is, uh, when you come into marriage, baggage and baggage have come in. Yeah. And one of the whole purposes of marriage is you finally found someone to be able to help each other de-baggage some of the stuff you've, you know, the really yeah. corrosive stuff. Can I ask on, on this one, would you say that um, if... Like, for example, let's say, is there such thing as unnecessary baggage or baggage that people bring into relationships that really they shouldn't or they can find ways of dealing with before entering the relationship and expecting the other partner to fix? Is that such a thing? But that's the thing. That's what the co that's precisely one of the issues that causes yeah. uh, conflict because you didn't expect that. You didn't expect me to come in with this. Yeah. Or you probably expected me to resolve this. Or you probably expected so, so me... So that's then the issue. That's like exactly why, okay, the issue. Sorry. So why are you making it such a big deal? Yeah, yeah. So now you always hear, oh, communication breakdown. Mm. But one of the root causes of communication breakdown is that's one of the baggages I made. I never probably learned how to... I've always been told my, my parents, for example, you're a man or man up, be a man. You don't, you know, what are you sharing? Those, why do you have those feelings? Mm. And you naturally, or if you've grown up in a family of six men, expressing your feelings may not be so normal. Yeah. So if you come up and you're, and you're expected to communicate feelings... It's impossible. See, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's a process. And that's a baggage in which you... So that's one. Okay. So, and so you probably get... Now when you really explore this, so in a workshop format, when you really break this down, you can really see... Uh, and you can really then start finally communicating and mm. getting off your chest to say, you know, every time I get angry, or I used to, now I know where this anger is coming from. Every time I react like this, yeah. in this situation, now I can see where this, and I need your help, because now this is lifelong work. Mm. To de-baggage something you've seen for so long is a process in itself. Yeah. 
Okay, so okay. baggage is one. The other one is uh, not being comfortable in your own skin. So insecurities. That's it. Okay. So that's different to baggage. That's insecurity is a maybe a result of a baggage, one of the bags you picked up. Yeah. But this sort of breakdown in marriage occurs. So if you someone says we have financial problems, okay, this marriage broke down because of financial problem. Uh, then you you go to the root and say why would you have fi- either you can't live within your own means. Okay, or genuinely something has come up, mm-hmm. uh, and you haven't been able to seek help. Uh, but let's go with this one, where you can't live within your own means, which means you always see, oh, you know, my brother goes to his kids go to private school. I need to send my kids to private, but it's beyond my means. Okay, yeah. going to Kumon and coaching and everything, I can't afford it. But just because I need to, I'm not comfortable. Yeah, that whole comfortable in your own keeping up with the Joneses. For example, comes from this mm. not being comfortable in your own skin. Not being comfortable in your own skin also comes when you don't have when you lack purpose. You know what is where is my life going? What is it greater than? Uh, what is our actual purpose, which is linked to this? Uh, not being comfortable in your own skin. The third one is a really interesting one. I think this genuinely hit me personally. Uh, it's when someone tells you, I have. so if you came to me and I said, I have interference uh, in my marriage. And so, for example, so I go to Sheikh and I say, Sheikh, Shine and I are breaking up. Why are you breaking up? It's too much interference in our marriage. What interference? Shine's mom's interfering in my marriage. Shine will say, my father's interfering in my marriage or my mother's interfering in my The question is, whose issue is interference? If you had to... If someone's ultimately responsible, uh, or you have to give someone ultimate responsibility for a breakup, whose responsibility would it be? Would it be the parents who are responsible for that breakup, or would it be me as a couple? Who do you think that would be? The couple, naturally. Why the couple? Because it's their marriage. It's their marriage. So who allows interference? The couple. The couple alone. So when you've allowed interference, that means you've still delegated control to someone else. Your parents. Yeah. That means in your relationship with your parents, they're still your parent. Mm. You're still acting like a child. So I think, as in, I'm, I'm excited to hear the fourth point as well, but from, from the sounds of it, the three that you mentioned, baggage, um, interference, and second one is... is the third one is this one, is you're still not developed into an adult. That's the third cause of... You mean the fourth? That's the third one. The third one. Yeah. So oh, the first I see. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interference is not the, the cause. It's, it's Interference is the cause. What's the root cause okay. of interference? Okay, okay. So it's... it's the nothing. root cause of that interference is you still a child in a relationship with your parents. Yeah. Okay. And because the parents are still exerting influence, you're still behaving like a child. So a child and a child in a relationship. And ex- they've delegated their control externally. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, if you haven't evolved into an adult, child behavior then manifests itself in all the others as well. So if you're married to a child, remember the way children behave to feedback, you've got an issue with gossiping. You've got an issue with temper. If you tell a child that compared to when you tell an adult, an adult will take that on and wants to grow. Mm. A child will just go. So this is where when you hear people who say they slam doors, they manipulate, they play the silent treatment, they sulk. 
they can't take that. Mm. They say, why are you trying to change me? Yeah. Uh, that's that's when a child mode doesn't because adult mode want to take and then they grow and they tend to want to grow interesting so when child and child get married that's a huge issue a recipe for disaster Mm. but it it seems like all these things like uh, the baggage that we have for example everyone has baggage and i i for some reason it's skipping what was the second point Okay, so baggage. Yeah, and not being comfortable in your own skin. Not being comfortable. So insecurities, right? So and even the interference side. All three of them. What's interesting is that they exist in all marriages. All marriages. And 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 you're saying that these are three, and there's obviously a fourth one to come as to root causes as to why marriages fail. And I think the the worry almost is that you know I can't say that none of those apply to me. Yeah. But it's just about how willing and able I am to get over these things and to, to keep that marriage kind of okay. together. So right? now now let me tell you this. One of the, the, the key one. Take the child child one, okay? Yeah. Uh, one of the slides that Shaheen does when she does these workshops, she she does an amazing topic on how to fight right. That's the title of that marriage workshop. It's about an hour or an hour and a half. It's how to fight properly. How to fight right is the actual title. Which means if, you, if two people are married, it's normal to have discussions. It's normal to have arguments. It's normal because you're so close together, you know, you're always going to have difference of opinions, etc. Yeah. Et so when she does it, I think it was Gottman, or one of the psychologists who's done a research, and they say the difference in couples who make it through and break down is that after conflict is how you make up after conflict. And the ones have a destructive way of making up, i.e. slamming doors, walking away, and not making up, are the ones that inevitably are long-term doomed. Mm. So, now you go back to the adult child, or the relationship, the baggage you picked up. If you've always seen in your relationship previously, whatever you saw between you, if you never saw them apologizing to each other, having conflict, seeing how conflict is done like an adult to an adult, mm. Compared to adult, child, or boss, employee, or the dynamic, uh, then you naturally mimic that in your own marriage, yeah. and so that's very critical. That's why that dynamic is so. I think it reminds me, if, if I'm not mistaken, it was it was from the session that we had where um, you guys said something along the lines of, you know, it's a it's a cliche almost, but never go to bed uh, angry at one angry, another. That's it. And that's something that we've maintained. I would say ninety nine percent of the time when we've had a disagreement. Always one, you know, that, that one time when you just don't let it go, it still haven't. Um, but generally speaking, it, it's been it, it's interesting that you talk about conflict resolution and, and we look at because I think naturally sometimes you need cooling off periods, and this is where, like, uh, between sort of myself and my wife, we respond and obviously naturally react differently to situations. So, whilst I like to constantly talk, and like, even if I'm angry at you, I still talk to you, and, and like, yeah. you know, I want to get over it. She needs time, so she needs to kind of just be quiet, be alone, and then she'll come back calm, rational, completely fine. Sometimes internally has resolved the issue, but for a long time I struggled to understand that you know what, if I just give her time, it will solve yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's not how I operate. So it's been really interesting, um, obviously, just experiencing marriage, and and obviously each individual relationship is so unique, and and the way that we we deal with things and processing is so different. But um, a lot of this, and, and as I said, like it, it, it's amazing to think that the stuff that, that we did in that session, in fact, over six years ago, 
Um, it's still and you only did the three hour session. We did the evening yeah, yeah. session. Now it goes over two days. I so for example, I we handle, work with. I can't handle that much intense yeah. time dissecting my relationship. I think that will be. But now <laughs> I tell you that works evolves a lot more. Where we have Sayed Milani sometimes presenting with us, Shekhelli, Safra, like a team of psychologists. Yeah. Safraz Jaraj is a psychologist. Annie Shamsi is a psychologist. Shine myself, Ashik. So it's grown a lot more to provide a, a depth of expertise mm. as well. Um, so e- even the the I'll just do the last point and yeah. then to, to to close and this one I think is the one that's doomed from day one. Uh, this root cause is always the one that I think I suffered from initially, and this is the one that you don't know who you were or you don't know who you are. Uh, I when so the root cause of this one is saying you never knew who you were. Uh, prior to getting married and therefore meaning you, you never you knew who your co- what your core values were or what was so important to you that you just thought so this is a classic one to try and make this point really easy uh, sometimes when people ask uh, uh, someone so what are you looking for in a spouse that's probably the hardest question never ask someone what you're looking for in a spouse oh, that's the first question you always ask no the first question <laughs> you should I, I realize is to always ask who you are. Just tell them to describe themselves. Once they describe themselves, then it's a lot easier to then dis- understand who the person they'll be compatible with. Okay? So the first question they ask you, do you want someone in hijab or not? And inevitably, the people who tell you, I don't mind, it doesn't have to be, that's the meaning of what I say, you don't know what's critical to you mm. uh, or what's core to you. So there'll be a lot of things that are core to you, uh, and there's two ways of finding out. Either you find out the hard way, like I did, is you get engaged, and then you realize, actually, this is not the person I am, but I said I was. This is not the things that were important to mm-hmm. me, but I said they were. Actually, hijab was really important to me. Yeah. I didn't realize it before, but initially I said, ah, it doesn't matter as long as they're modest or whatever. But then I realized the actual physical covering and the whole thing became very important to me. And now it started causing me conflict, etc., uh, etc. Et uh, where I'm going to live, for example, that started to become very important to me. Uh, and these are the kind of... And it's not that we have a, mul- a plethora of, uh, of, of uh, core values. But if you don't know who you are before and uh, you're then come you come into marriage this is where compromise has never been i understood compromise it this way okay this is where i realized what compromise is and what compromise isn't so what compromise isn't is when you compromise on things that are so core to you that if you took it away from me uh, it would rip like i would break down as a person so if hijab is so important to shine and i told the shine okay i need you to take that hijab off Imagine how she would feel if that's so core to her. Or if this beard, my wife told me, you need to shave this off. Mm. And I had to shave it off. And that was a key component for us staying together. How that would make me feel. So that's that's the one I mean. That you didn't know who you were pre-marriage. And the impact it can have post. So it, 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 all of this is quite paints quite a damning uh, picture in terms of, of, of marriage and why they fail. But I think I, I don't want to just end on a sort of flat note um what are some of the uh 
positives that people can take away from, okay. you know, from, from, the, yeah, yeah. In from the negative that you've learned yeah. or, or that you've observed and seen, what are the positives? How, how do we spin this? Okay, so, 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 so in one way you could say this quite, but the other way is this is actually quite a, if you know what the root causes are, mm. it's actually quite liberating too that you know, A, if we all go through this. B, mm. the ones that make through it actually work through this. And if, uh, you know, one of, uh, I just attended a, 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 a class with uh, Sheikh Abbas Jafar on Monday, uh, or recently, and he said one of the, the, the most beautiful things about marriage is it serves one of our core needs. And that's one of the core needs that we have is growth. One of our core needs that we have is intrinsically human beings were meant to grow. And one of the best ways of growth is through marriage. Because what marriage does is it helps us to grow by removing the baggage. It helps us to grow by by helping the other person become better people. And that's why it's such hard work. Because becoming better people means I need to be aware of what issues I have. The only way I can become aware if she or he will tell me that these are the issues I have. That's very painful to mm-hmm. hear. What's even harder then is once you take that on is to try and change that behavior. Going through that change and then is to try and keep that behavior. So something that could be could almost take like 20 years. And that's what falling in love actually is, is that I'm indebted to her for helping me become a better person. Yeah. And then when kids come in, man, the mirror. We'll, we'll do another podcast for that. But that's <laughs> when it really become manifest, but, all these but, traits. But this is the thing, up. and you, you mentioned it without using the word, but it, it's like a mirror, right? When you get married, you're, you're like holding up a mirror to yourself. Because I, I realized as well that your wife or your husband, your spouse will point out things to you like, oh, you're on your phone a lot. Or like, you do this a lot. You don't do this. You don't pray on time. And it's like, there's no getting away from it because we lie to ourselves. Exactly. And yeah. that's, that's the beauty, I guess, of marriage, that if, if we're truly, and I, I guess coming back to a kind of an Islamic perspective, if we're truly on a quest of God-centricity and understanding ourselves, the Quran says, he who knows himself knows his that's Lord. Right? If we're on that quest of, of you know, pursuing and finding God, then there genuinely is no faster or better way of doing that than through marriage. That's it. And, and we should take pleasure in that, in, in the struggle of growth. Yeah, and that's why they said this relationship between husband and wife yeah. is like no other. You can hide from everyone. You and I can hide from each other. You'll put a barrier to me. I do when I see you at the mosque. Exactly. Often. So we, we <laughs> but even your closest of friends, yeah. your closest, and how close you are to Hasib, even with him, there's always so far he can walk. We physically bear ourselves to our spouses. You can't do that to anyone else. Everyone else is haram now. And then there's one person you can't hide from is the other half. You can't hide. You are so close. You're so intertwined that what she or he sees, no one else can see. Any, even your own parents will never be able to see them. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And um, I think it's probably a good place to end on, on a bit of a positive note there. I uh, just wanted to thank you for your time and your expertise. And also, I guess, what you've done personally for me in terms of, you know, six years ago. And, and the fact that I've remembered it, considering I, I barely remember my wife's birthday, means that it, it must have been very kind of impactful. And I guess I also encourage people to to embark on um, things like this in terms of like get, getting marriage counselling. Obviously, there's issues, but also beforehand, yeah. that self-awareness and that understanding that what's necessary in a relationship is so important. And it, and it you know, myself and my wife benefited it from it so much. That I think it's worth, you know, it's all, I should, I think it should almost be mandatory for people. Um, 
but no, thank you. I guess just to thank end, you. how can people get in touch with yourself? I mean, the books that you've that you and your wife have, have uh, written, how can they publish those? Anything? I think if they're writing to you, yeah, I'll give you our contact I'll details. I have to filter out the uh, riffraff, is that what it is? Huh? I'll give you our contact details and you can okay, feel cool. free to share That's it perfect. Out. So um, I guess if anyone does have anything they would like to ask or whatever, then email us on uh, editor at themuslimvibe.com and we'll pass it on to Abbas perfect. and Shaheen who will be able to, to take those. Um, I think, yeah, let's, let's end it there. Thank you very much, Abbas. Uh, this Thank has been you. another episode of the TMV podcast by The Muslim Vibe, sponsored by Wahid Invest and in marriage season also by Muzmatch. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wahid helps you become a halal investor in minutes. Clients from over 40 states have already started their journey with us. Here's how it works. First, we ask you eight simple questions to recommend a portfolio based on your risk profile. You then select your portfolio and simply sign up online. Your account can be approved in seconds. After you fund your account, we'll place the trades for you. All you have to do then is sit back and monitor your performance. It actually is that easy.